You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. Hello again, I'm Doug Kaufman. You know, my background is that of a fellow who got sick after he got back from Vietnam and uh, all the king's horses, all the king's men, all the medications didn't help put me back together again. You have to understand, I came back at 21 years old. Wait a minute, California, 21, that's the party age. So I could drink alcohol, I could eat salami sandwiches, I could eat Oreo cookies, and I did a whole lot of that and couldn't understand why the seed that was planted, I was always wet in Vietnam. My shoes were wet, my clothing was wet, monsoon weather, and you don't go into a changing room in the war in Vietnam and change clothes, we were always wet. So the seed that was planted on my skin and bore a hole probably more deep inside me and then I fed it when I got back from Vietnam. So I happen to believe that mold is a significant problem. Well, joining me today is a physician who did his residency at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore, uh, four-year residency in ear, nose, and throat. His name is Don Dennis. He practices medicine in Atlanta, Georgia. And I got to tell you, this guy is an amazing guy because years, decades ago, he began seeing mold in people's sinuses, and I'm telling you, and I'm not kidding you, he changed people's world. Uh, breathing in and out is one thing, but uh, getting over some of the more severe conditions they had, quite another. Thank you, Dr. Dennis, for coming in today, and boy, is it a joy to finally shake your hand and meet you. Thank you for asking me. When we were driving home last night, um, Boy, I, I wish all of the people listening to this right now would have been a fly in the car and could hear what we were talking about. Everything from the biblical implications of what you and I found uh, to how mold disseminates. But let's start at the beginning here. Um, the perfect tissue for mold and yeast to grow in is mucous membrane, damp, warm tissue. Right. So uh, the nose and sinuses are a perfect place. So it gets in there and it starts growing and emitting toxins, which uh, decrease the immune system, and, and then uh, other bacteria grow. And also, the eosinophils come in and attack it, and then they uh, damage the lining, make little pits in the lining. Then the mucus can't get out, so you get a secondary bacterial infection. And then uh, they keep getting antibiotics and more yeast. So if you get rid of the fungus in the beginning, the mucosal damage doesn't occur, and they don't get chronic sinusitis. You know, I'm thrilled you're an ear, nose, and throat doctor, but when you were telling me about uh, doing your work in uh, the emergency rooms, in cardiology, and so forth, imagine the understanding that pulmonary and cardio uh, cardiologic problems were due to yeast also. You know, that would have been equally huge, but you're now, as you uh, do sinus surgery on these people who are just talking like this and miserable and can't sleep and so forth. You open them up and you find differently than a lot of other ENT doctors. What do you, are you looking for the right thing? Is that how you're finding so much mold? Well, we culture everybody and most of them grow out fungus both on their clothing and from, from their nose and then that helps them understand what the problem is because they can see it. And then uh, they get uh, compliant with getting the fungus out of their nose and out of their uh, clothing in-house. Do you find as you clear it from the sinuses and the sinus spaces and the turbinates in the nose and so forth, as you, as you get it gone there, people's health generally improve? Well, sure, because it's a systemic disease. They, uh, 
the uh, fungus doesn't just stay in the nose, it secretes the mycotoxins that go everywhere and it uh, damages the immune system and causes uh, all kinds of symptoms, brain fog. So this is fascinating, folks, because when people come in to Dr. Dennis, they know he's an ear, nose, and throat doctor. They're fully expecting for him to look in their ear, their nose, and their throat. They are not suspecting that the pain they're suffering from, the skin problems they've had, the headaches they've had, the tummy problems they've had, might also get better by treating this yeast up in the sinus areas. Well, any doctor knows how to isolate yeast, uh, but any doctor didn't develop their own safe product line around that discovery. You decided 10, 15 years ago, you were seeing it, I think you told me one time on the phone, you were seeing it too late. Look, I gotta go in and cut all this, these aspergillomas, these mold balls out of the people's sinuses. How I wish I could have met this woman or this guy 15, 20 years ago. Well, that's right. If we can uh, get their fungal load down, they don't get the advanced disease. And then after they get that, if you remove it, they can recover. But we need to have them uh, do it before they get to permanent damage. How are people exposed to this mold? Most frequently it's through breathing contaminated air in a home, office, or car. Uh, but it can also be ingested in food. Mm-hmm. And antibiotics themselves. And antibiotics and, of course, sugar. Yeah. So go there with me because I've heard so many people say, and you look online and there's always brand new people in Candida yeast and so forth that know it all and they start websites and they say there's no diet that needs to be followed here. <clears throat> but I find that there are certain foods that have fungostatin activity, broccoli, you know, that can actually stop the mold from growing. It doesn't like that tart taste. And then there are foods that actually contribute to the overgrowth of yeast. What have your discoveries been along those lines? Well, we found if they eat a high carbohydrate load, uh, they're gonna grow out yeast. And then the yeast, of course, has uh, the sugar receptor mm-hmm. on the cell wall. And when they uh, eat sugar, the fungus changes its physical shape from a harmless yeast form to an invasive hyphal form. And the hyphae are three feet long and grow down in the tissues and the patient then gets inflammation to those tissues and they get a large number of food allergies. So this is gut inflammation, which is causing bloating gas, diarrhea, and general malaise. Mm. Um, So if we clean up their diet and get rid of the fungus in their sinuses and in their body, most of them markedly improve. While we're on the subject of nutrition and yeast and mold and mildew, I'm I'm gonna give you a couple of words and if you'd respond just briefly to each word. Alcohol. is basically sugar. So it's gonna turn to sugar and then they're gonna get more yeast growth. Okay, mushrooms. Well, mushrooms are fungi and people who are sensitive to fungus shouldn't be eating mushrooms. Beef. Well, beef is a good protein unless uh, they're full of antibiotics. And, uh, <laughs> Isn't that amazing that yeah. it's either xeranol, you know, yeah. to fatten the calf, which is an estrogenic hormone, or antibiotics. Yeah. And, then, and then we have the gall to shake the finger at meat and say, boy, it contributes now to 20 different kinds of cancer. Shame on that meat. It's not the way God put it here. That's right. It's what man did to it. Right. And so eating grass-fed, grass-finished beef, like you said, might be the perfect protein. You don't have problems when you eat that. 
Okay. Eggs and high cholesterol. Well, eggs are a good thing, uh, especially if you get organic and they don't have all the chemicals in them. Uh, so the, the yolk of the egg has all your transfer factor in it, just like colostrum. So, and then the protein is a great uh, clean protein. Would it be possible to take tissue from a person who's very sick and make an autogenous vaccine against that sickness? Yes, that's what uh, Louis Pasteur figured out when he made the first vaccine for um, mad, mad dog. Yep, yep, disease. Disease. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, we, we've been able to do that uh, in the office when we have certain uh, patients have a, a growth or a tumor, we can do uh, autologous vaccines and uh, it helps them. Uh, but the number one thing is uh, if you get rid of the fungus in the body and in the air, you massively improve the immune system. Hmm. Because fungus itself causes hypoimmunity, dips your immune system. Yeah, it's here, it's here on the earth to recycle us. <laughs> That's just, a good point. Just like the leaves. So it does a really good job if you leave it alone. And people have asked me for, you know, decades, can you ever get rid of all of it in your body? I guess it, it, mummies, they wrapped olive leaves around, wet olive leaves to preserve their skin. You know, talk about fungicidal activity, yeah. olive leaves. But in our case, eventually, it's amazing, folks, but you need to hear this. Eventually, this fungus that turns the green leaves brown during the winter months, uh, turns us into nothing. It eats, it is capable of eating our bones. Now we could go on and on with this podcast and now talk about uh, osteopenia, you know, we could talk about uh, limited bone growth that women are having these tests uh, for a bone loss. If fungus might contribute to a whole lot more things than we give it credit for. It's smart, doctor? Well, genetically, it's, uh, it's here to protect itself. So when it has a good food supply, uh, it's going to secrete a lot of uh, mycotoxins to protect its food supply. Do you suspect, as I do, when I see genetic mutations listed as the cause of so many cancers, I always ask the question, okay, what would cause the genes to become mutated? And various poisons run the gambit, but there are thousands of published reports on various mycotoxins, aflatoxin being one of the most common, can grow in our corn supply, our peanuts, et cetera, as contributing to genetic mutations and therefore quite perhaps to a very dangerous disease. Well, uh, the mycotoxins, especially aflatoxin B1, uh, will displace DNA base pairs and cause uncontrollable cell replication. Yeah. So, are, are you accepted? I mean, what you're telling me is just such this is so exciting for me to hear because it confirms what I've been doing for years and years and years. Are you looked at as a castaway by other ear, nose, and throat doctors? Are you looked at as one of the most brilliant guys they've ever met, so they're sending their wives to you? Uh, how do you get along, generally speaking, with those in the medical community there in Atlanta? Uh, pretty well. I don't think most people uh, think that fungus is... Uh, the major cause of chronic sinusitis, but I think uh, after they can't get them better and they finish with them and then we can improve the situation, they slowly, the light bulb starts to turn on. Mm. Has there been a time or a patient uh, that changed your world during the past 40 years? Lots of them. What was the first, do you remember? 
Well, uh, there was this one patient who uh, was in a wheelchair for two years, and he was a, a singer, and uh, he actually fixed his house and did everything he's supposed to do, but he didn't get any better. He couldn't get out of the wheelchair. So uh, he was one of the ones that are more rare, but he got sensitized so much from a wet car wow. that he uh, had to leave his geographical location. So, so when nothing else works, I told him to go to the beach. He did so, and within about eight weeks, he could walk again. Has a, has a moldy home ever been cured? Uh, depends on how bad it is. Some of them you just kind of walk away from. You can't really fix them, and others you can. Uh, but you have to remove everything that got wet and then uh, decontaminate it with uh, something that's safe and antifungal. So I noticed you put together uh, clothing cleansers, you know, uh, soaps and so forth. It, it kind of boggles my mind when people are dropping leaflets off on our doorstep that say, we'll come in and steam clean your curtains. We'll do two rooms of your house. We'll steam clean it for $99, throw in a third room for free. We're exposed to dampness in these locked-in tight homes all the time. Is that presenting a problem to us? Well, sure, because um, when you get the humidity over 50%, you can start getting mold growth, and then uh, it stays there and then it starts secreting toxins. So the problem is inside a house, the toxins don't get out. Like if you burn leaves in the front yard, nobody gets sick. But if you burn the same leaves in the living room, everybody dies of smoke inhalation. It's the same idea. A little bit of mold. Have there been people, patients that you've seen, and I know you've seen thousands of them, who you say, okay, you have a little bit of mold in your sinuses, we're gonna try amphotericin B or diflucan or a drug right. on this. And then others that you look in there and you scratch your head and say, okay, I've gotta deliver some bad news. You've got a blockage and it could be tumor formation, but it could be mold, I've gotta go up there. And the, and the reason I'm asking that is, is there such a thing as a little mold sinus infection a medium mold sinus infection and one you've got to cut on right away to save the person's life. Well, sure, and, you, and some of the ones that look like they, they don't need surgery uh, and, and who do not improve with maximum medical therapy require surgery, uh, even though their CAT scans may not show a lot of disease, but when you get in there, you, the CAT scan is not 100% accurate. You can find tissue coloring that indicates they have mycotoxins in there, especially with their physical exam. Yeah. And so once you get rid of those, they really improve. You know, I've known you for a short time, but I think I, I can see inside you, look at your heart. Have there been insurance companies that just turned down? Nope, that's not medically necessary to do that surgery on that patient, but you knew in your heart, and you went home and talked to your wife about it, and you called that patient and said, look, get in here, I think I can help you, and we're gonna go ahead and do this surgery anyway. Uh, that happens, but what we were able to do is we culture every one of these patients. And when we get a positive culture back, the insurance company then goes ahead and uh, covers it. Uh, but without any objective data, they don't, they don't cover it. When you say culture, do you go in with a Q-tip and wipe the turbinates, those bones and the... Well, there's a couple of ways to do it. You can rinse it out with saline and then uh, culture the, 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 you know... What comes and, out. And spin it down. Yeah. And then culture, you get a better culture that way. But uh, a Q-tip uh, and spin it around endoscopically so you get a good sample 
works a lot of times. We put it directly on an SDA auger plate, so we get a pretty good result. And quickly. Yeah. In the old days, Dr. Godshock and I used to do what, what is called nasal cytograms. We'd go up with a, a, a stick, yeah. and he'd pull some tissue off, and you'd put it on a glass slide, and you'd blow dry it right there in his office, and you'd put the Wright's Giesma stain on. Yeah. And the what we were looking for, folks, is does this patient have a sinus problem, is it an infection, or is it an allergy? And at that time, now I'm going to go back to the 70s, the early 70s, uh, the cells would stain a different color. So the polys, which would indicate a lot of white blood cells, a lot of infection, then Dr. Gottschalk would put them on antibiotics, stained one color. But the eosinophils, with all of their granules, stained a bright orange. And when we saw a lot of eosinophils, it was time to go to Doug and get a complete allergy workup done. Well, the more I've learned about these little eosinophils, they tend to dwell around bad fungal infections. So whereas we were calling everything allergy or allergic rhinitis, as opposed to an infection, it was really a sinus mold problem these patients had back in the 70s. Well, that's right. And so uh, what Mayo Clinic proved is the eosinophils come in to destroy the fungus. And when they, in doing so, they pop and secrete a ba basic protein, which uh, dissolves the mucosa in the cilia. And that forms a little pothole. And then the mucus stays in the pothole and causes bacterial growth. So everyone's treating the bacteria because the fungus caused the pothole. So if you treat both of them, you get rid of the problem. A lot of times, if you get rid of the fungus, uh, the bacterial infection goes away because you restore the cellular sure. function. Sure, and tell us now about the products because uh, one of them is kind of a gavage. You wash the sinuses out. Uh, it's a citrus-based uh, product. Well, it's, it's the oil from four citrus seeds, and so what you do is put the drops in your salt water wash and rinse your nose out, and that uh, has got antiviral, fungal, and bacterial properties. And that uh, cleans the nose, and then you put your spray in after you clean your nose, and then you use your sinus defense to up your immune system. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited about that product, I can't even tell you. But do you do this before you go to bed? Do you tell the patients, look, you're going to get a good night's sleep, uh, clean the sinuses, or do they do this in the morning? We like to do it twice a day, so when you get up and before you go to bed, and uh, if you do that on a regular basis, you have markedly less sinus trouble. What other products have you developed? Well, we've got um, another, uh, the environmental products would be uh, your candles, which uh, reduce the uh, fungal load and the mycotoxins in three hours in the air. And then you've got a spray that you spray all your contents with, it's called EC3. Uh, mold solution, and uh, that uh, treats all all your contents. And then we got more chronic things, where your laundry additive, which you put in your rinse cycle, and the air purification wick. You just put that in a any space that got airflow, or put it on top of a HEPA filter, and leave it for a month, and then just change the wick every month. And uh, finally, your tagline I think is absolutely genius, right? First the nose, clean the nose, and clean the home and clothes. Yep the nose, then the home and clothes, and you cover all of it. And basically what Dr. Dennis is saying is, I'd love to see you folks for a sinus surgery in my office. Please don't let it go that long. Take care of your children, your husband, your grandparents right now before the mold problem gets any worse. In closing, I want to tell you that Ruth and I a few years ago sold our home that we had lived in for 21 years. And we began looking for other homes, and we thought that would be slam dunk. It's going to be easy. We know how much money we have. We know what we can afford. And 
I've got to tell you, probably 20 homes we looked at, most of which Ruth could not go in because they were that moldy. When you opened the door, wham, it hits you like that. And these were spotlessly clean homes. I'm thinking that a home in America is probably not the safe haven that we used to open the windows, open the doors, let the wind blow through. Uh, it's now an airtight little contraption that we live in. And I'm thinking most homes probably have mold problems. Are you in agreement? I think so, because I've had patients that are real estate agents and uh, who are hypersensitive to fungus. And uh, one guy told me, he says, I think 70% uh, of the people, homes I look in, I can't go in. Yeah. And that's in the south. It might be different in the north, but uh, it, we've created a closed system and without humidity control, and that's the problem. The website is microbalancehealth.com, and the telephone number, if you'd like more information, talk to a representative who is very knowledgeable of Dr. Dennis's products, is 888, so 888-404-8958. 888-404-8958. Thank you, Dr. Dennis. God bless you. God bless you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.